Hey guys, you're here with Dr. Molly and Todd Rowland, and we're bringing you the podcast, the business side of the pet industries. Today we're with Emily and Chris of the Rough Life Mobile Grooming, and they're going to give us a lot of background on kind of how they got started, how you can grow and expand. They've had tremendous success with keeping and building a team and having that team um, cohesion. And so we're just going to get with them. Um, they'll also be at the U.S. Pet Pro Classic coming up. So we can see what they're, they have to offer and why you guys might want to take that class too. So welcome. Thanks for joining us today. All right, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, let's get a little bit of background on just how you guys got into the mobile grooming and how you got into the whole uh, rough life concept and have grown from there. Right, so I have been a groomer for about 10 years um, at a corporate uh, salon um, prior to starting the rough life. Um, and, you know, at a corporate salon, I'm sure a lot of people can understand if you've ever been in a corporate salon um, that you don't, um, corporate like takes you for granted. Uh, you don't feel uh, appreciated. You're undervalued. Um, you're working hard, answering phone calls, dealing with clients, grooming dogs. And at the end of the day, it's like you're not really getting much out of it, you know. Um, so... Uh, Except Chris. burnout. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Yeah. I came from corporate, so that yeah, I can relate. Yeah, no, it's you know, it's you're just undervalued. You you can't spread your wings like we like to do. And us groomers, we're a different breed. I feel like of people. <laughs> yeah, um, we are. <laughs> my uh, well, my boyfriend at the time, Chris, um, he was a big business guy, so he's always owned ice cream stores and. Um, chicken places and other All types of service businesses yeah. as well. Okay. So I know what people want. So right. seeing her work that hard and not reaping the rewards for, you know, all that hard work and, and dedication to a job that you love doing um, just kind of like bothered me and just basically wanted to start her own business for her. So I figured I would help her start, which really wasn't a big deal for me because I know business like the back of my hand. So for me, it's just phone calls, you know, figuring out what we need, um, legal stuff, insurances that's required, what kind of van we're getting, putting the finances in place, putting all the work uh, very easy again for me because I've had many, many business ventures. So for me, it was just not a big deal. So I was able to help her put that hobby dream work into motion. And uh, we started doing it. In 2017, we bought a van brand new from Wagon Tails. Uh, we bit the bullet because uh, we believe that, you know, if you want to give that customer service and, and have that image where you're portraying a, what we found was that everything with grooming was always cartoony and very uh, silly and not really professional and warm and high end looking, at least. Right. It's always just been either old vans, rusty vans, the cartoons, the just everything about it was just not really nothing that was like, wow, and appealing to the eye. And I always have an eye for things that are appealing that a, a person would want to see or a high-end item. So for us, we wanted that luxury mobile spa feel. And that's why we wrapped our truck in a very warm color, earth tone. Like it, the wrap really what set us apart because at the end of the day, you're still grooming a dog inside. No one's actually right. coming in there to see what's going on. Yes, it's a brand new van. And yes, we, we had all the best equipment. And, you know, we had it where people were paying with credit cards on an iPad. I mean, seven years ago, that was unheard of for the grooming right. industry. Yeah. Nobody did that. Not to mention we came up with pricing 
that at the time was not based off of uh, really specific breeds. It was more about weight and coat length, which was, again, in the industry was unheard of. Nobody priced by weight and or coat length. We were one of the first people definitely on Long Island, definitely in the tri-state area that we knew that priced by weight categories, which could be, you know, a little iffy because, you know, you, you have, as you know, you know, yeah. grooming dogs is all different weights and breeds and hair lengths and, you know, whatever. So we kind of figured it out, narrowed it down, worked out a bunch of kinks right when we first started and uh, started seven. His uh, business mindset, my know-how grooming, you know, I've been doing it for so long. I, I kind of know what the clients want, what they're looking for. And he has the know-how with the business. And so we started our business and, you know, I went out, I groomed a bunch of dogs and he would stand there and call every single client at the end of the day and follow up on them. Like, Hey, how was your service today? How was Emily? How was the haircut? Was she on time? And, and people loved the, that, the follow-up call, the connection with the client. Um, well, you're offering a personal service. So for me, it was like, I knew she was delivering a 10 product service, right? So yeah. I sat at night and I knew that the only thing that would set us apart in this new world seven years ago was our reviews. Like, why would someone hire us? Why would someone pay $85 to groom their dog when there's groomers charging 50 and 60? Why We're a premium service at 85. So I need people to really be wowed by it and nobody better than her to make sure every client's satisfied 100%. So at night, I started working and calling every client that she serviced that day and basically getting them to leave a review. And yes, maybe not every single person did, but if one out of five did and she groomed five dogs a day, you were getting one review a day, two, three, four. Before you know it, people don't realize the power of reviews. I mean, even right. us as people, when we're ordering something for five bucks on Amazon, first thing you're doing is looking <laughs> yeah. at how many stars it is. It doesn't yeah. matter if they're made up or not or if they were given for free. You're looking at the stars. Your brain is programmed to look at those reviews as like trust issue when it comes to that. So for us, it was like, there is no better, you know, you can't make them up and you can't take them away. One star or five star, it doesn't matter. So we literally worked and killed ourselves to get those amazing reviews and really built our business on that, which I, to this day, I think those are more important than ever in any business and especially well, a personal business like this. Your business for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it snowballs. It's like when a client who's looking for a mobile groomer sees that we have, you know, a hundred five-star reviews, they're like, okay, well, you know, it might be a little bit more than I was planning on spending, but everyone seems to love them and to have great reviews. So let me try it. And then it's like, you have to hook the client. You show right. up on time in a uniform with a brand new truck and, the dog is, you know, running out of the truck with the tail wagon and everything's good and happy. It's like, you know, there you got a customer now for life. So um, it, it's very easy knowing uh, when you have two people. So like I know what has to be done in order to capture that client. I say it to her or my employees. Right. And I tell them this is what you have to do in order to get this client to rebook, to stay with us, to leave a review. So I have the recipe. Just follow it. So. For us, it's easy because she's just following it. She doesn't have to think of the recipe. She's just going by the book and she's doing it. And me, to me, it's natural because I'm not actually executing the service or the, the recipe. I'm, I just made it. So as a teamwork, it just goes hand in hand completely amazing. So obviously, she's out on her own. Business is going good. Phones are ringing off the hook. Everything's amazing. We had to hire a helper because she thinks that she can get more done with a helper. So we hired a helper. We kind of, again, going back seven years ago, there was no set standard as far as like price. I mean, there's no set standard today, even though mobile grooming yeah. exploded. 
But back then it was very difficult to try to get a groomer to come on and kind of like, Hey, I'm going to promise you a job. And you know, like, why would I quit PetSmart or any place that I'm working at to come work for a startup mobile grooming company? I don't, you might not be able to give me what I need or match what I'm making. So we kind of had to figure out a pay that was like structured. It was completely made up by us. Um, we basically gave a trainee hourly pay to work in the van because we couldn't give her commission because she still had to make her money. The business still had to make their money. We were only charging $85. We had a brand new van, $1,600 payment, $800 insurance, so on and so forth. Yeah. So it really wasn't that kind of business. So uh, with knowing and, and factoring in all the expenses that we have, we had to figure out that you know we can only pay $15 an hour for a trainer to come and help her and split the tips. So obviously they made amazing money because you know shops don't pay. And no matter what, at the end of the day, you're not making – you're not going to even average between 15 and $25 an hour in a shop when it's all said and done. And what set us apart is because it was a premium service, people tipped us a lot uh, yeah. because they were tipping on a higher ticket. So that's where really our business factors in big time is our groomers make a lot, a lot of tips because our tickets are very high. Just like a fancy steakhouse, their bills are four or $500. People are tipping on that $500 ticket. So um, in a nutshell, everything worked amazing. She was happy. She basically wanted to make more money. So we said, let her go out and take the van on your days off. You were working five, six days a week. Well, I've already been training with her for six months at that time. So she was she was like, you know what? I, I've been riding around with you and I, I'm good. I know everything. I could do this by myself. I could take the truck on your day off and take yeah. it. And we're like, you know what? Why, why wouldn't we? The truck's yeah. sitting. It's not costing yeah. you any more to run it except gas, which doesn't count because you're making money. So it's literally cost nothing to let her take it. So take it, reproduce what we're doing, make sure top-notch service exactly the way you were trained to do and deliver. She went out, she took the van one day a week, turned into two days a week. Then she was like, well, I really, you know, now it's hard because now she's going out on her own, making commission and, and making then, uh, yeah. three to 400. And then on Monday, she's going back in the truck to make 150. So it kind of was like, we can't really have her come back in training. I wouldn't want to be making 150 on Monday and 400 on, on Tuesday. Like, I need to make that consistent. So we were like, let's get another van and let's give her a van and let her work three or four days a week like she wants and we're good. So we ended up ordering a second van six months later, seven months later from Wagon Tails, uh, got delivered, gave her the brand new van, didn't even keep it for us, gave her the brand new van. Um, she had her own brand new van and she became helpless again. So we had to go back to the drawing table and get another helper. And another trainee was, an, you know, same act, just continued again. She saw yeah. what the other girl had. And, well, that girl has her own truck. How come I can't? And, you know, she wants the same. So basically she went into training. A couple of months passed by. She used our truck for two days a week. And then she used the other girl's truck two days a week. So we were maximizing every minute that these trucks could be out and about right. because that's where you're really going to see the difference in money is not in the number of trucks, but how many dogs could be groomed in one truck. So yeah. we were working these trucks very, very, very uh, hot. Like they were just out all day, every day, grooming dogs at any given moment they can between shift, shifts and, and different groomers. So obviously fast forward again, third helper, fourth helper. Then we were afraid if one quit, we need a backup. So everybody became the backup of the backup helper for when somebody quits and nobody ever quit. So right. <laughs> the company just kept growing and growing and growing. And so flash forward like 16 employees. So I basically, now we're going into, so the first trainee or two, you know, we went into it just as a helper. 
Um, and now it's like when I when we hire someone, we're like full on training mode. And I think training of the new hire employees are super, super important to the business because it's like you can't let a groomer who is coming in sees all the potential of all the money that they can make and they just want to rush out of the training. Yeah. They just want to go out on their own and make that money and they could be a groomer. We we only hire um experienced groomers, you know, yeah. uh who's been grooming for at least two years. Um reason because it's like, you know, you're you're charging uh for a premium service. Uh we're not cheap. Um yeah. and you know, we want someone to go to the door and we don't want, you know, a, a newbie groomer who's going to accidentally give a dog razor burn or stupid mistakes that, you know, it's like these clients are paying a lot of money. Um, and I want to make sure that they're, they're really trained. Well, they really know what they're doing. They, they are making these connections with the clients. I mean, you only have about five minutes with the client. It's their self, but the client who's actually paying the bill yeah. um, rather than the dog that you're really dealing with in a truck. So um, you really want to take those five minutes to wow the client themselves, like, and make that connection. Yeah. Um, yeah one, oh, sorry. One thing oh. that we with our stuff, we just had this conversation this morning. It's some of them that mm -hmm. came from the corporate salon environment. We're talking about, you know, you have those customers come in and want to spend 10 minutes talking to you about what they want their dog to look like. I want to show you all these pictures and they're paying for yeah. a $60 groom. We're going to their house and charging anywhere from 120 to you know 301, and they're like, "You're the professional. You do what's best for the dog." They're not even wanting to go over the haircut because they because it's just such a different mindset. They think you're coming to the house. Completely different. Yeah. Completely different. That shop clients are not mobile clients. It's a completely yeah. different industry, business. Everything about it is non-comparable in any way, shape, or form. Well, yeah. and as a groomer, you know, I think it's your job. So when I do train these these girls, like. A lot of groomers, I know a lot of people, like, they hate uh, the phrase, like, short but not shaved, puppy yeah. cut. And to be honest, me personally, I love when you say that because you're not giving me a specific definition. You're leaving it to me to make the dog look cute, short yeah. but not shaved. Because, you know what, on a Maltese, short but not shaved is going to be different than a cocker, short yeah. but not shaved, just because of their, their top texture of coat, the color. Um, so they're leaving it to you, the professional. So I, I always tell groomers, like, use it to your discretion. They hired us because we're professionals. They're paying us all this money because they don't want to groom their dog themselves. They don't want to YouTube it. It's like they are putting your trust in you. So if you're yeah. hesitating at the door and you're like, well, I don't know what short but not shave means. Like, I don't really know. It's like, you should know. Yeah. Um, and even if you don't know, pretend you Thank know, maybe yeah. you don't <laughs> you and send it back. And you know what? That, that's all part of the, the package that we're selling. Like you need to know what you're doing. We're <laughs> selling an experience at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. We're not, yeah. no one's grooming a dog for $160 to start. Okay. That's, we don't pull up anyone's house for under that. So it, we don't, it, it's, it's the lettered van. It's the embroidered shirts. It's the on time. It's the app. It's the notifications. It's the invoices. It's, it's convenience. It's, it's everything but the haircuts last on that list. So yeah. for us, we drill our girls to make sure you spend the extra time while the lady, when she wants to talk to you, you have two minutes at the door before you're going to run back in that van with no right. windows Some and people do your like thing. To talk and they want to show you all your pictures and, you know, appease them for a little bit. Like you're not yeah. going to, even if you're five minutes to your next appointment, it's okay. If you're spending an extra five minutes, you know, talking to the client because, you know, they're a lonely old lady and like you're there. <laughs> 
Yeah, we see it. We see it. We have we have uh, sixteen groomers, um, and we see on the back end when I run a report on how many dogs somebody grooms and how much they're making. I know the groomers that are making more money aren't because they're more skilled. If anything, I I think that the, the more skilled ones are some of them are making less because they're not spending that extra couple of minutes with the client and wowing them and creating that one-on-one experience where you click with that client from the initial phone call. Hey, Joe, I'm on the way to your house. I'm just letting you know if you want to walk Coco, uh, I'll be there in about 10 minutes GPS time. So when, when clients feel that voice and enthusiasm and, and, and attitude on the phone, they, they're already like, okay, like they just called. That's amazing. Let me walk him. Then you get to the door and you're dressed nicely and you look good and you present yourself well. And you're not walking across the lawn and you're not standing there at the door, you know, doing something you're not supposed to be doing because you're on everybody's camera. So yeah. everything is, is constantly being monitored by clients. And when I see that, I know that the girls who spends the extra couple of minutes talking with a client or sending the picture of the after or before or video their dog in the truck, all these little things, they add up. Because again, when your bill's done and it's $385, they're tipping option 15, 20 or 25% preset on that ticket. So that's a lot, a lot of money. So it's very easy for somebody who's very happy at that moment to just move their finger down one little speck and hit the 25 or 20 versus just like, eh, she did okay, 20, 15, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's what we That's well, like our newest uh, team member for our mobile. She uh, has the least experience, but her customer service, every single dog that either we reach out or before we can even reach out, they're texting in. Oh, we love her. Like, can we, when can we get back on her? How can, how often, how soon? Like we'd love to have her back, but that's part of, you know, she follows every single customer service thing to a T. She gets there, she sends the alert, she gets there, introduces herself, talks about dogs. That's She's what? very they familiar want her to with that. Yeah. Well, that's and what sets you apart from a swan. Yeah. And then at the end, she's like, Hey, you know, again, I'm Lori. I would love to groom your dog again. So, and then, so they automatically have that. Well, we liked her. She liked us, you know, and then, and I tell, I tell my new groomers all the time, you have the biggest advantage because I'm giving you all fresh clients. We have clients that have been using us for seven years who like our service because we clean their dog. They, they have never been wowed enough to stick to one specific groomer. Now it's your chance to go there and wow this lady who's used 15 other girls in the company now you get a chance to really set yourself apart by just talking, chatting, sending that picture, just a, a different approach than anyone else. Your personality plays the biggest role in this business, I truly believe, because of the connection and the business that we're in with people's pets. So some of these girls that are new hires that will schmooze and woos and, and not only get great tips, but also get these clients to rebook. And they end up being fully booked really quick. And they're brand new in the company. And I've got girls that are five years who are afraid to ask a client to rebook because they might not feel that confident in their self or whatever the case may be. And unfortunately they let it go and they're letting money pass them by where other girls just scoop it up right from under them because just because their personality, nothing more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what is it that you guys feel like if someone's wanting to kind of get into the mobile and they're either a solo owner and are thinking about having their first employee or let's say they have four or five vans and they're wanting to kind of expand. Um, what's just a few little quick tidbits you could give them as far as success tips or how, how to's. Um, we always say and truly believe that uh, making sure that you do your homework and research where you're going to start your business and how you're going to start it, the costs involved in starting it and just kind of like doing your homework really and making sure that you price yourself 
correctly. The first thing that I always see online on every Facebook group constantly, it's at least two, three times a day, I see someone asking what someone's charging in a specific area. Um, I think it's irrelevant. I, yeah. I don't truly believe in any way, shape or form it matters. There are groomers on Long Island like us who are yeah. charging 160 to pull up for a two pound dog. And there are other groomers that are charging 45 in Long Island. So it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. You have 13 vans and you're getting 160 a small dog. And there's one person with just one van getting 65. Um, people are very, groomers are very, um, I don't know if it's they're intimidated or they're just like, they're, they're trying to follow. There is no guideline. There is no set. Unfortunately, in this business, and we've talked about this numerous times, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's one big free-for-all from pricing to education to rules to implementing it's just one big mess that nobody's overseeing anything. Everyone's on a different page completely. And it's kind of like whoever's really the best at, at marketing and, and giving that haircut and, and actually running your business like a business and not a charity or, or yep. anything else, they're going to be the most successful. And that's why we come in that we're running a business. So we're very firm on our pricing. No different than when you walk into the supermarket and buy something, right? The cashier is just scanning away, scanning away. There is no feelings involved. It doesn't matter if you're broke or you're rich. You're still paying $6 for a dozen eggs or whatever the case is. So it has to be the same way. You see a lot of groomers that are feeling bad, that they're working for less money than they should be. Um, we see it firsthand everywhere, yeah. everywhere. Everybody's undercharging. Everyone's cutting themselves short. Everyone's comparing themselves because another groomer's charging 60 so I need to charge 60 Why don't you charge 100 keep your job, and stay part-time until you build up that clientele that's willing to pay the 100 and respect you as a business and not think that it's a free-for-all or a charity or only like you or that they think that they like you and it's only because you're doing it for way cheaper than you should be and they're right. taking advantage of you. And I think if you're you're on the fence about if you're ready to expand your business or not, I mean, I think um, one of the problems that we've been seeing a lot is people are expanding or trying to expand their business a little bit uh, too early in the game. Um, so if you, if your truck is not working all the time, it's like you, you want to just put another payment on another truck when you don't have business there, or you want to hire another groomer when you don't have dogs to give them. It's like, they're not going to stick around. If they're not going to be busy, uh, why would, why would a groomer work for you rather than someone else? Yeah. Several people That's in our point. area have tried to expand and some people went to work from them. Then, you know, they couldn't even make payroll on Friday because they don't this understand is, the business right. part of it. And this, this if you don't part, have yeah. the business, you can't be hiring another groomer or buying another truck. You're not ready yet. So we see this <laughs> on Long Island a lot. Um, a lot of people are getting into mobile grooming. And they're buying franchises, right? So you have a couple of companies out there now that started franchising the model, which right. I truly do not believe coming from somebody who technically, if you want to say, we have 13 franchises. These are all independent trucks. They're owned by the mother company, but they're ran by each specific groomer that takes the truck home, is responsible for the truck, has a gas card to gas it, no problem. So it's really no different than if it was a franchise other than we would be, I guess, less hands-on and they would book their own clients, right? But they are booking their own clients when they're rebooking and the office is feeding that schedule. So from a model perspective, we are doing like a franchise, but it, it could never scale. And I truly believe that it's not really a franchise thing only because um, you have to really know the business and the industry as well. So the only reason this works is because she's a groomer and I'm a business guy. So without the business guy, the groomer is going to be in the same boat as the other 5,000 groomers on that mobile grooming group, right? 
And without the groomer, I'm just a business guy with an idea. I can't execute that idea as well as it is now because I don't have the groomer in me. So now you have these guys that are basically trying to get into the game by buying into a franchise and they're advertising looking for a groomer. They don't really know really how to pay. The mother company might give them a, a okay, well, let's start them at 35 or 40%. They don't really have dogs because you got a company like us that's been on the island for seven years. Why would you choose to go to them over us? What, for right. $20 cheaper? They're new. Their groomers end up don't last. So they, they, they don't last. Yeah. And it's for that reason. Exactly. So with us, um, I think the, the price point, obviously the biggest factor that people want to work for you is because the biggest factor is they're getting paid well. Okay. And they have a consistent paycheck and a consistent schedule. Okay. So that is the top reason. Number one. And number two is them being treated absolutely amazing and knowing that, that you're recognizing that your business doesn't run without them. Our business is out of business tomorrow. We don't have a business. We have groomers that, that are holding up our business. Each one has their hand and, and helping hold it up. And without them, we, don't, we, we need one truck without them. We don't need 13, 15. Right. We don't need that. So recognizing how amazing they are as people, as groomers, as professionals, and constantly rewarding them and taking care of them the same way you would want to be taken care of and rewarded and obviously, because of the high ticket price, they're by default getting commission on a high price item. So they're making amazing money. And then obviously, all your other perks that come in after as far as flexibility and letting them pick their schedule and letting them take a truck home and letting them, you know, like that, that's all after. But the main, main reason is at the top is, is money and being treated good. And that's usually two things that most business owners try to maximize on their end and cut yeah. back from the employee end. And that's why... People can't find people to work for them because they, they don't, they're not realizing if you part with a little money on the front end, you'll be able to make more. So we work on volume. We're not rich. This isn't, you know, yes, the business makes amazing money, but if we held back and whatever and cut back, we could be like over the top. But I choose not to knowing that we have a team that won't really quit or leave because they're being overly compensated in my opinion. Okay. Right. And they're making amazing money. They have the most flexibility and they're treated amazing. So that's a recipe for us that we've always used from day one down to the last groomer that just got out of training two weeks ago. We've paid them the same. We've treated them the same. Nothing different, nothing more, nothing less. Simple. Yeah. I agree completely. That's, uh, I mean, that's just a recipe for success. So tell us a little bit about what your class is going to be at the U.S. Pet Pro Classic for people that are thinking about attending. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to be really trying to discuss mobile grooming in as a whole, um, you know, the pros and cons of going into it. I, I know there's a lot of people who are wanting to go into the business and doesn't really know where to start or how to start. Um, like Chris was saying, I mean, we're groomers, so we, we don't always know the best way to do things business-wise, the best way to properly price things. Um, because I know that if I went into the business by myself without Chris, I definitely wasn't going to be charging what we started charging. <laughs> uh, I was having mental breakdowns every other day because like maintenance of the truck, like you don't realize how much other things go into the business besides grooming. But I could groom all day long. I, I'm good with the clients. I'm good with the, the pets. Um, but a lot of the things on the back end with the business setting up you know, insurances, finding, um, 
people who are going to work on the generators of the truck. I mean, these are huge issues that I would I would be completely lost. And I we see it all day. We have um, a Facebook group, How to Succeed um, in Mobile Grooming, uh, which we started. And um, we get a lot of feedback from other groomers, such as ourselves, that, um, that just don't know, that are lost, you know, yeah. don't know uh, why what they're doing isn't working. Um, so we're going to be answering a lot of questions and, you know, because as, as a whole, um, the industry, I think that if the whole industry got together, we could all raise our prices together and be on the same page. You know, it, it's very hard um, to price where we're supposed to be priced at when, you know, you have other mobile groomers charging $50 to come to the house. And it's like, that's, you can't even make money. There's no consistency. They don't even realize they're out of business. And I hate to say it like that, but, and again, the the biggest problem is um, there is no guidance. There is no mentorship. There is no coaching, right? So this is lacking big time. So we have a group. Yes. I mean, people go on there, they'll ask the question, but still at the end of the day, there's many questions that they have want answers to that. They maybe just feel like, Hey, I can't post like 5 million questions. I need more. So we personally do coaching calls with newer groomers. We'll fly groomers down that want to, that, you know what? I don't really know. I mean, I'm a groomer. I had a shop and this, um, this girl in Colorado, um, she has a shop. She's transferring. She's going mobile. So she just doesn't know. She's scared. She doesn't know like how to like, how do you go mobile? Like I've had a shop for 20 years. I can run a shop asleep, but I don't know how to do mobile. So what do we do? Well, you fly down to Long Island. We'll put you with one of our groomers for two days and you'll go out and you'll watch the whole day-to-day operation of how to groom, not, not so much how to groom the dog, but just calling on the way, pulling up, checking a client out, your order of operation in the van from washing. We do the nail clipping first and shut the door because of it. You, you get all your insights that you can get a hands-on. You can't do that anywhere else. Wagon Tails or Hanby or any of these companies, they're not giving you that. They'll give you a tour of the van on how to use the equipment, which is fine, but we will bring her down. We'll give her a tour of, of the van. We'll show her how to use all the equipment in the van. We'll, we'll show her the whole day-to-day operation. So we do that to try to help people that obviously want help along that lines. But uh, on, a bigger, on a bigger note, um, we're going to be letting out um, a platform during that uh, Pro Classic um, weekend. Uh, oh, nice. That's really going to help groomers uh, big time. So I'm not going to give too much information on it now. But yeah. um, we'll definitely talk about it at the show. Us, yeah. and there definitely could be something that, you know, even us together can be involved in where it could help. It's definitely going to help the whole industry as a whole. We've been right. working on it for a long time and it's going to awesome. be debuted um, at the show um, to be able for everyone to have access to it and really, um, and it's free. So it's not, oh, uh, yeah, it's yeah. nothing that's paid. It's not, it, not yet. It's, it's completely free. It'll be very, very uh, beneficial to everybody in the whole industry as a whole, which I think is going to be really, really a big deal. Yeah. That's one thing I'm excited to see. It almost seems like finally, all of a sudden, like, I don't know if it was COVID. I mean, it's more and more groomers that are wanting to get on their own. They don't know how, or they started and they're failing. So now it almost seems like there is this push for all this education, networking, mentoring, all the things that you say, like are still lacking that people are trying to, all of a sudden come together put out there and work together. And so I think, I think personally, that's great. I mean, that's one of the reasons we got started doing this is 
because I know like when I got started, there was nothing. I mean, like you said, I didn't know how to price. I didn't know business. I didn't, I just bought a van and then went on my way and on my trial run, my electric cord blew up, my <laughs> inverter died. And, you know, it was like, I had to learn as I went. So it's like the more you can teach people to have those resources and talk about it is just. Well, that's what it's, that's what it's about. The resources, like you said, yeah. and it's going to be a ton of resources. And the biggest thing again um, usually groomers, usually females, usually, you know, the majority yeah. of, um, so again, you guys are good at what you do, but you're not good at, well, how do I raise pricing for a client? I need to really know how, and not anyone can really answer that question unless you're in the business and actually are scaled to a right point, because coming from a person with one van, it's way different to raise pricing than coming from a company with a fleet of vehicles that are actually running a business. So, you know, yeah. your business, if you're just one single sole person, really is your business, right? So for us, we have a business that can be ran without us. Do you understand? So like it, I can sell, we can sell the model as a whole because it's self-ran, where with you guys or a single groomer that only has one van or one, one operator, which is, again, most of the industries always – one to two vans and it's me and my friend or me and my girlfriend or, or me and my husband. Rare that you'll find a company with 10 plus units. I mean, it's very rare. Probably, I think, I think Wagon Tales was saying something about like not even a dozen in the whole country that have over 10 vans with as many groomers like we do. So that's like nothing when you really think about the United States of America. You think yeah. about how many thousands and th tens of thousands of groomers there are out there and you're only talking about a dozen that have you know, that kind of reach. And that's why, to me, having those players come together to really kind of like put something together as a whole to, to benefit the entire industry, to share the knowledge and wealth. And again, people call us and they'll pick our brains about the stupidest things, but they're like, oh my God, wow, I can't believe, you know, I had a lady once, a rumor, she calls me during Christmas week and she was basically in tears. She's like, I, any advice you can give me? I broke my windshield and I can't drive my van and it's literally Christmas week and you know, my auto body said that he can get me in next week. I said, well, you're, I'm assuming you have glass coverage. She goes, yeah. And they're going to cover it for me. I said, okay, well, that's like me calling and wanting my dog groomed the week before Christmas. No offense, but I'm not grooming your dog the week before Christmas. Okay. But if I called you up and told you, listen, I need my dog groomed and I'm willing to, how much is it? A hundred dollars. Well, I'm willing to pay three fifty for you to groom my dog this week. Do you have availability for me? I'm sure you'll find me availability for three fifty for my yeah. dog at some point. So no different than the mechanic who doesn't want to do a warranty job on a glass that he's going to make $25 on. Go to the guy and say, listen, I will pay whatever you need me to pay. I need this glass fixed tomorrow. Even if it's $1,000, even again, just to not reschedule those clients, not even about money, just to not reschedule those clients for holiday week and potentially lose one, one client is worth over $1,000 in the books. Yeah. So to, to not, well, I, I never thought of it like that. I said, well, you have to think of it like that because money talks, right? So if yeah. I want my dog room, you're going to get it done if I pay the right amount. P.S. She went back to her mechanic, begged him, just said, I'm willing to pay out of pocket, whatever it costs. It ended up being like $400 or something. Yeah. She got her windshield repaired in two days and she was like, I can't believe, I would have never thought, like if you didn't tell me, you know, and I get it because you're not thinking like that. You're, you're like, yeah. my truck's down. They can't get me in for a week. I don't have like, you know what I mean? It's not that you don't have 400 hours, but you just weren't thinking to like overly pay just to yeah. get it out of the just shop. Just because so it's that, covered by warranty. That's like, that's like when we take our generators to get worked on. If it's something me and her can't fix ourselves, oh, yeah. we walk in by them lunch every time you're there. So when we pull up, it doesn't matter what they're working on. They're going to, oh, hey, they're here. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah. You shower them with money, same as our mechanics. You shower them with money. It's a three hundred dollar fix. Well, here's five hundred. Buy buy everyone dinner, only yeah. because you don't understand the people don't get the value. Forget warranty. They sell you these warranties. Those are all out the window. Never buy them. Never opt into them. They're useless. You'll never get anything yeah. done with the warranty in a timely yeah. fashion. So you might as well just pay for it out of pocket. Um, well, it's uh, it's been great. Yeah, talking with you guys that and, and uh we look forward to seeing you guys next week we'll be there thursday through tuesday, tuesday. yes yeah, so we'll yep, we'll, we'll be definitely there find you guys meet up we're excited to hear text. yeah we're excited to hear what you guys are gonna announce as far as your platform yeah it'll then, be very uh, it'll be very good and uh, like i said we'll talk about it at the show and hopefully there's more conversation about it and you're able to bring some of your knowledge as well into it and uh help us make it even bigger than we think awesome well thank you and, yeah, then, uh, and then make sure uh, everyone to follow and subscribe to the podcast and to our uh, Facebook page. We have a lot of stuff we're going to be announcing and you don't want to miss the latest episode. And we'll have all of Chris and Emily's Facebook pages uh, listed in the show notes as well. Yeah. Also, How to Succeed in Mobile Grooming, very popular group yes. that uh, we made for all the groomers. Um, and that's where after the Pet Pro Classic, that's where the next uh place for announcement for the platform is going to be announced on that face our facebook group so awesome. definitely uh, 